Happy Tuesday, guys. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Outstanding Foods, Verb Energy, and Public Goods. Now, Outstanding Foods, they make some of the most outstanding plant-based snacks on the planet. You can get 25% off your entire order right now just by using code ADULTING at checkout. Verb Energy, if you haven't heard of them, they make these insanely delicious caffeinated energy bars. They're offering 50% off their best-selling starter kit right now by, again, just using code ADULTING at checkout. And lastly, guys, Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. You can get $15 for free right now just by using code ADULTING at checkout. As always, guys means the world to us when you support these brands. So please, please, please take advantage of the offers. Um, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is Adult and Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adult can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both adults and if you're an adult or just trying to be one this is the show for you you guys um i'm gonna keep it a hundo with you we have um guests with us this week that we're really excited to talk to and i'm specifically excited to talk to you because i feel like i have a lot um of emotions that are just right there um that i can't seem to work through right now so i'm excited to talk to jamie otis and doug henner um today they are the hosts of hot marriage cool parents um a podcast that i've actually listened to and um their parents obviously um which hence the name but um what i love about jamie and specifically her like instagram page is she's super all about like body positivity, um, postpartum, just ebbs and flows. And I'm, I'm just needing to just vibe it out with a mom right now, but, um, we can get into that through our adulting wins and fails. How about that? Sure. Okay. Um, you want to start? You want me to? I can start. Okay. Um, I'll start with a fail. I got to come around to the win, but my fail is just that I feel like Gio's, you know, as they do, he's changing (laughs) so much right now and he's just starting to push his limits and push his boundaries a bit more. And like, not really liking the word no, not liking, like not being able to have something if he wants it or whatever. And he's thrown his first couple of tantrums. So that's the fail. Uh, and the reason for that is it's just new, like new territory. And I don't know how to deal with it properly yet. Like he, every step along the way, you realize that being a parent just takes more and more patience and it's a great skill to develop and I'm, and I'm happy to go through it. Um, but it is, it's, it's weird and challenging. Yeah. Do you have a win? Uh, my win is like, I'll come back to Gio. We just, you just always come around. It's like you have one, um, like one period of time or one situation that's really challenging and tough. And you're like, dude, I can't wait for you to go to sleep or, or whatever. And then the next time you see him, it's, it's like magic, you know, and I can't pinpoint one time during the last week, but there's been plenty. And it's just so nice because the second you feel tapped, it's almost like he or they recognize that 
and and they can make you feel the exact opposite and just make you feel so special. That's that is, my win. That is like the perfect segue into what I'm about to say. Um, so the truth is, is like I don't like I don't feel a hundo today. I definitely just want to. <laughs> Oh, talk to me. I just want to be like sitting with ivory and like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now, (laughs) but like, I know that I don't feel myself and it just makes me want to be like, for some reason, like right on top of my kids. It's so weird. It's so weird. (laughs) Like I got like a text from my manager saying like, I sent you a self tape and then I sat in my first kind of beauty meeting. Like I didn't have my video or my audio on, but it was just like a lot of work, work, workload. And Mm -hmm. it was like the first day where I felt like I'm just not ready. Like I wanted to answer all these questions on today's podcast. And I just don't even feel like I can like be a voice of reason right now because I can't even reason with myself. So I don't know how today's interview is going to go. We're going to bring them on in a few minutes, but, um, I think the only thing that I can do is just be like a hundred percent myself and just say like, sometimes it just feels like you're in your feelings and you can't get out. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. So. <laughs> All right. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's hard for me to know exactly how you feel. Cause I'll never be in your shoes, but you know, I see it from my angle and, and obviously experience a lot of it with you. And I know like how trying it is and I know how demanding it is. And I know like how much it plays with your emotions and swings them up and down. But is there anything in particular that's got you on edge today? I mean, I don't know if this is going to sound small and silly and people are probably gonna be like, you're so crazy. But it's like, I, I did not do the best job I could have done with Gio in terms of setting him up for success in like the sleep category. So I felt like for months and months and months, like I suffered, we suffered, I was up all night and I just, I don't want that to happen with Ivory because I'm trying to protect my mental health. I'm trying to just set her up for having good habits. And so I've been like super, super anal about trying to like figure out how to get her the right amount of food per day and get her the right amount of sleep hours. And it's like, it's almost like my brain like can't focus on anything else because I'm constantly thinking like well what should she be doing right now you know like she's supposed to be sleeping she's supposed to be playing is she supposed to be um eating um and then I just know those windows go by so fast and um I think the idea of like getting work back into my life is like feeling very daunting because I I feel like I'm on like a work schedule right now with Ivory and then on top of that you know I I feel like I'm neglecting Geo part of the day and it's just man yeah it's a lot it's a lot of push and pull adrenaline is running out you know where it's like you just start to feel like okay this is reality and we need some like we need some routine and we need some structure but we also still have work obligations and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know. overwhelming, right? I don't know why I get on the mic and I just feel like I just start oversharing. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to literally kill you before this and now I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel emotional. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not dead. Number two. Um, we have literally one minute before we're okay, supposed to I'll chat wrap with them. I'm here for you. And you know, obviously we can talk <sighs> off the show. Yeah. Um, but I want to help you work through this. So let's chat with them and then we'll come back at the end and maybe we can finish this out. 
Yeah, they're going to see my face. I look so... All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to be back with our guests. Uh, So stay tuned. All right, everyone, sit tight, and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. All right, y'all, so I've had a bunch of titles throughout the years, but I'm going to add one more to the mix. What? And that is Caffeine Expert. Aha, uh-huh. okay. I see. I know yes. a thing or two, okay? And when I see something with caffeine in it that I like, mm-hmm. I want to talk about it. And let's talk about okay? it. Okay, that's Verb Energy. I want to formally welcome Verb Energy to the adulting fam. We're so glad to have you guys here. If you don't know what Verb Energy is, they make insane energy bars that you can take with you on the go, use to power through a workout, just get through your day as a parent, whatever. <laughs> they're, they're small energy bars. Each one has 65 milligrams of caffeine from green tea. Uh, and the flavor combos are just yes. insane. They're so delicious. They're 90 calories, gluten-free, plant-based, perfect as a pick-me-up. I mean, I know for me, I just need something I can like throw in my mouth and go on with my life. And 100%. this is doing the trick. Um, I don't know about your, you, but my favorite is the, um, what is it? The cookie cookie butter. Yeah, that one's bomb. So good. Mine, I mean, if you could imagine, right, is, is the it? vanilla latte. Oh, that's so fun. I haven't had that one yet. I love that that's a thing. Um, yeah, so good. It's, it's like, I mean, right up our alley. So anyways, we've worked out a really special deal for our adulting, like a mother, father listeners. Um, you guys can receive over 50% off their best selling starter kit. So this is a great way to try any of their delicious flavors. Just go to verbenergy.com slash adulting, or you could use code adulting at checkout to claim this deal. That's verbenergy, V-E-R-B. E-N-E-R-G-Y dot com slash adulting. This discount is only valid for uh, their starter kit. So go get your energy on, right? Do it. Okay. <laughs> and now back to adulting like a mother father. Okay, guys. Gosh, thank you and welcome to our show. Um, I'm going to give you a quick little backstory off what we just came out of so you understand. Um, I just had like a meltdown um, and it was my, it's my first postpartum meltdown. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, I was like, you know what? I have to just be so upfront with you guys because I feel like if anyone would understand it, it might be another parent. So, yeah, for no reason. Just, you know, trying to get on a good schedule and, and just feeling all the feelings and then feeling like pressure to work again, which is not okay with me. <laughs> so it's so rough on the guys too. It's like <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything about my husband, he's so sarcastic. Sorry. No, I, I appreciate it. He would feel the same way though. Last time he felt like his postpartum was harder than mine was. <laughs> Um, but I just wanted to say to that note, like I, I, first of all, I feel like you're doing such a great job. I can't imagine. I mean, well, I guess I can, cause I, I was right there with you after I had my son Hendrix, like literally we were on our bed, much like we are now. Uh, and I was like nursing him podcasting and like, you know, inevitably you can't make everyone happy. And so they're. I don't know why I even cared. I don't usually care about everybody in the comments and all that, but people really wanted to see my labor experience a little bit longer. And I was literally bawling because I disappointed some people by not sharing my labor experience longer. I feel like postpartum is just, it's really, really hard. And so, um, 
just from another, from one mama to another, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing so great. And you're, I absolutely love her name, Ivory. That is such a cute name. Thank you. So great. You guys are awesome. Thank you. We feel the same about you. Um, I have to be honest. I've been a listener of your podcast for a little while now. Um, I love your transparency. I love that you've been so open sharing, like you said, all the ups and downs. Um, so this was, this was pretty fitting. I was like, you know what? I think they will be chill with it. That I just came off of like a sob session. My heart goes out to you. Like, oh God, I know that like, you know, you know that it sounds irrational, like when it's, when it's happening, but you're also having these feelings, like they're valid feelings. And, you know, I, so I feel you girl and I know it's hard and God bless you for even having the interview because I know it's hard. So <laughs> you're so sweet. No, I, I know that's so true. The, the irrational piece is like the one that struck, like that hurts me. Cause I'm like, why am I so, what is, why I can't make sense of anything that I'm feeling. I'm trying to put words together and it's like, I just can't. Yeah. I don't know, but let, let, let us jump into a little bit of your story because um, you guys met in an interesting way, correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you, can you fill our listeners in on a little bit of your journey and then take us to where you are today with your two beautiful babies? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we were married at first sight, which is literally like what it is. Like we, we are complete strangers when we said I do. Um, but we had like went through this whole process prior. So it was like this scientifically arranged marriage where we like both said we needed help with a relationship and we wanted these experts opinions and their help. And never mind if you hear our dog barking, <laughs> uh, sorry for your audio, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if you're like us, we're like real life. The oh, we're very real. Are you yeah. <laughs> Keep and dogs barking. I can't believe it's been seven years since Married at First Sight. Yeah. I mean, so the, the first season that came out, it was three couples. We were one of two couples that stayed together. Um, and we're the one couple that stayed together from season one. But the um, there's these experts that match up on paper. So it's it's you tell everybody or you, you fill out this questionnaire, you tell all the psychologists, sociologists, sexologists, you, you put all of these questions and answers into uh, a space and then they go to the girl side. And if you guys match perfectly scientifically, they were going to then um, have you meet each other at the end of the altar and uh, get married. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. So when they, when they look at the, the data about you guys as individuals, are they going out and finding somebody that matches for you or are they just finding somebody in a pool of people <laughs> in a pool? So yeah. they're so, okay, well let's like back it up a little. Cause it, first of all, it is radical. Don't get me wrong. Like we are absolutely mm. crazy a, a little bit anyways, yeah. but I feel like for me, I, you know, I really struggled with trusting men in general and communication. Wow. And I had a lot of struggles. I grew up in a home where, you know, like my mom was like beat to a pulp by my stepdad and he was in and out of jail. And so that was like my idea. Like that was the only exposure I really had of a relation, like two of a relationship. And, um, I just like, I started, I didn't want to fall in that cycle. And I was super aware. I'm like, if any guy gives me any red flag, I'm Mm -hmm. out. But then when I was younger, I mean, if, as long as he wasn't like choking me or punching me, then I was like, Oh, he's good to me, but there's emotional abuse as well. And so I realized I was choosing men who needed me because that felt good, but they were like, so jealous in like controlling. And like, for example, uh, in one of my past relationships, he would, he like locked me in the bathroom and wouldn't let me out till he was done talking to me 
me. And wow. just, so even though he wasn't like physically like harming me, I didn't quite catch on until I was in nursing school that actually that's still a very like abusive relationship, even though it's not physical. And so I went from, you know, like thinking that I was choosing right men to then being like, I obviously have no idea who to choose for myself. And so then I would date men and like the first red flag, I was like out. Like, cause I was just terrified that it would, and then turn into some sort of abuse. And so long story short, I was actually on the bachelor first. And like, I never shared any of my backstory with the producers of the bachelor or anybody that I was around. Cause I'm, I'm from a trailer park. So I literally grew up in a trailer park with leaky ceilings and holes in the floor. And I ended up gaining custody of my siblings. Um, when I was, uh, I was like a freshman in college. And so I had no experience dating. I had no good representation of what a great relationship could be like. And so um, when the producers were married at first sight, first of all, they called it the love experiment. It wasn't marriage. (laughs) That's how they got you, at least for season one. They were like, oh, this is just a dating experiment. And we want to try to help people who struggle (laughs) on their own you know, we're all experts here and we want to help kind of analyze you and analyze a group of people who also are in this same, like they're well aware of what's going on. And if you two match on paper, we want to then pair you up and then kind of guide you along the way. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I just hit the jackpot? Like how much want me to pay for this? Like I need this. (laughs) And, um, and so long story short, obviously they dropped the bomb. Like Doug was saying that, well, you're actually going to get married. And they (laughs) told us our anniversary, like our wedding date would be March 23rd. And that's our anniversary. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. And you have two weeks to prepare. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is insane. So I have to like this burning questions coming out. Surely there's been a day after that where you guys were like, we made a huge mistake. Oh my God. The yeah. day of my wedding, I was yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She cried the entire time. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Doug, do you want to share what our wedding day was like? See, Well, the perception of the wedding day from what people see on TV is different than what I have in my head. Um, you know, for, for me, it was, um, I had never been on a TV show prior. So I was just hoping to find someone that wasn't going to just be in it for the TV or, you know, that would be a different person on and off camera. And, um, when we got to the wedding part and she saw me, she was so, she was so scared. Like she just was scared and nervous. And you can tell that it was kind of like, you're, you're, I kind of see her playing in her head. This is the worst decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> and that's literally yeah. what I thought. And that's, that's all, all of that was happening at, just as she's walking down the aisle. Um, but I knew that we would have time together and, and we didn't even know each other at all, but it was, I, I appreciated it because I was like, you know, this, she's not going to shy away from speaking her mind or, you know, telling me how she feels. She's not going to try to fake it. Um, yeah. You know, so but it took it took a long time for now. Yeah, Doug, were you pretty certain that you wanted to move forward? Well, I mean, you had to be. You just kind yeah. of, uh, <laughs> you know, you you sign your marriage license the next day, um, yeah. and then you get ready to go on a honeymoon. So we knew what we were getting into, you know, at the end. But the um, yeah, it was. It, I knew that we would have time. I'm a very confident person. Um, I knew I would win her over eventually just because she didn't know me. Um, And I trusted the process and the experts enough to say, there's a reason for me being here. And there's a reason why I'm matched with her. And then it was just peeling back everything of why, why, and having, you know, experiencing firsts together and moving in and 
um, you know, it's not been, it, it hasn't all been great from the wedding day. Well, no, I wanted to ask when, like, did you think that we were, I actually am curious myself now, like, did you, were you always confident that I could be the one from the wedding day or were you not sure either? No, I wasn't sure. Um, I wasn't sure until, until like the end, like when we, when we got in a fight, um, and, uh, I had lied to her. Um, it was the first time I had a sense of like losing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I kind of knew, like I cared enough to want to stay, um, and get through it. I actually didn't even, this is like revealing to me. Yeah. I didn't actually know that myself. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I was ever asked that question before. Yeah. Like we've never really talked yeah. about that because our relationship, everything just kind of happened so fast. And mm-hmm. obviously everything was always kind of centered on me and my feelings because I had that, like I literally had a panic dramatic attack. One. I wasn't dramatic. <laughs> I literally imagine like your re- real wedding. Like my sisters were my bridesmaids. My niece was my flower girl. My nephew mm-hmm. was the ring bearer. Like it was so real <laughs> to me and I really, really, really wanted it. And then, you know, I, there was no, like, there wasn't really attraction. I had no butterflies. It wasn't what you envision for your wedding day. And I obviously I had been on the bachelor and I was like, Oh God, like, is, I thought that this was going to be different. Like this whole, um, this was supposed to be a documentary and not like reality TV. And I was like, I, I didn't want reality TV. Like I wanted like genuine, like love and marriage. And so I was like, did they just like throw me in, you know, like to the wolves just for like some TV show. And so I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, that's like within hour number two, not even hour number two. It was literally hour number one. Like I didn't give him a chance at all. And I feel like the biggest takeaway from that, at least for myself and probably for so many others is, you know, if you're on your first date or maybe you're meeting someone and, you know, blind date, who knows what, um, give them a chance. Like, don't just judge a book by its cover. Like, holy yeah. crap, I would have missed out on my, like, first of all, he's the most amazing and I love him so much. And oh obviously God. he's so handsome, mm-hmm. but like, I couldn't, it didn't matter unless it was like Brad Pitt, I probably would have freaked out because I was just terrified to, you know, yeah. I took so seriously, but I feel like that really is a good message for any of your listeners who might be struggling finding the one or, Give the ugly guy a chance. He's making <laughs> some more credit, man. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. We have a new friend of the pod, and I am so excited because they are a friend of our personal household. Um, You guys, Public Goods, if you haven't heard about Public Goods, just imagine an overall aesthetic-looking product. The packaging is spot on. Um, This is everything you could possibly need for your home, right? So they make household products. They make personal hygiene products. We're big fans. Um... I think for many reasons, right? Yeah, I think mainly because they align with our lifestyle. Like they have a major focus on sustainability, mm-hmm. which is uh, just so cool. And then you already hit it on the head. Their aesthetic is like out of this world. It's just, it's just white clean. and black, super clean, looks good across the house. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I personally didn't think I cared that much about it. But when we started really organizing everything in our home and getting rid of the things that just didn't make me feel happy, I realized I do care about, you know, the products in our house, the products that are sitting in our bathroom, you know, which is why I was going to say, um, personally, my favorite is the conditioner for your hair. It's, yeah. It's so funny that you say that. Cause that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, it's probably just cause I see it every day. Cause it's on our little shelf. It just looks good. It actually works really well. I have really dry damaged hair just naturally 
actually it's really thin um and i wasn't sure because literally the bottle says conditioner nothing like fancy mm-hmm. um but it is it works really I've well i've been super impressed with that like really all the products that we've tried so yeah far. the toothpaste is good the cleaning products are really cool and it comes in like a clear bottle and i just love the way it looks underneath our sink i just open it it feels like everything's very fresh now they work a little differently right yeah membership yeah so um they have a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers and best of all you guys you can make your first purchase with zero obligation we have a really great offer for you guys for all of our listeners well first of all the best part about this whole thing is for every order they plant a tree which i just i know there are a lot of companies that do that but i think it's awesome but they don't have to you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't have to. That's and I what I'm think saying. when a company takes an initiative like that, they are a company that we want to align with. 100%. Um, so we worked out an awesome deal just for our, our listeners. Um, you can receive $15, that's $15, off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. So that's right. They are so confident that you guys will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they're just giving you $15. You can spend it on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash adulting or you could use code adulting at checkout. That is publicgoods, P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash adulting to receive $15 (laughs) off your first order. Um, All right, guys. Happy shopping. Public goods. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. We're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. But I know what you're saying, and it doesn't, I mean, it has nothing to do with looks because um, maybe a little bit. I I had the same revelation. We were kind of set up on a blind date, and I had a hard time getting over that initial hump to even date the guy because I didn't know him, and I was like, I was unsure, and I was nervous. I was scared, and then when I met him, it was almost like I, I don't know. I totally know what you're saying. You're like, you got to just like, you got to throw yourself out there. You got to really commit and give that person a chance because there's so many layers to a human. It's like that first initial meeting might not be all butterflies. And like, this is the man that I'm going to marry. Like you got to get to know someone. It was, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. No butterflies and man, I'm going to marry right away. Of course. <laughs> um, but no, I, I feel you girl. I feel you. Um, what an interesting, cause you guys have been together seven years now. So clearly there was some there was some meat to the the, the whole process and yeah. it actually worked yeah i want to focus on that part real quick because obviously you don't know everybody or everything about somebody in the first you know few hours or first few weeks whatever what for each of you has been like if there's one thing that sticks out about the other person what have you come to know about them that you absolutely love that you didn't know was there at the beginning uh her her drive um her drive to just be successful and have everybody around her be successful. Um, you know, she's, she's someone that, that doesn't like knows where she comes from, but doesn't, she's not that person. She's sort of broken the mold, um, and really come out on, on top. And her drive is just, I mean, she's, she's more motivated and, and dedicated to everything. Um, I didn't know that in the beginning, but yeah. You're going to make me cry. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without a doubt for me, it's his patience because I, like, I guess if you, you know, I do have a lot of like, I have always kind of had to kind of climb and fight my way out of just some circumstances. And so 
I'm just still, I think like when you grow up where you're constantly having to like fend for yourself and kind of like claw your way out of the bottom, you don't, I don't know how to get rid of that mindset. Like now I no longer have to like check the the couch cushions for some change for food, you know, or like, you know, I'm not. Like, you don't even carry change anymore. Yeah. We're not, <laughs> it's come a long way. Yeah. But like, you know, seriously, like I, I'm obviously like I have, you know, like there was a time when our heat was being turned off and like, we literally had a generator in our home for electricity and like a kerosene heater for heat because like my mom didn't, wasn't able to pay the bills. Like she, unfortunately, like she went, obviously, you know, like I told you, she had these rough relationships. So I'm always kind of careful about how I, I guess, explain uh, my mom. I used to be super bitter, but she ended up choosing drugs and she just left us all the time, like just alone. <laughs> we were just a bunch of kids in a trailer, in a trailer park. Um, and so we just couldn't, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of food. We would literally like scrape mold off the bread and then be like, oh, okay, we could eat it now. You know, just like things like that. And it's hard to break that out of your mind. Like, so now, you know, I feel, you know, I feel fortunate. Like I, you know, put myself through nursing school. And then of course, like now I had always wanted to be a TV host and I host an amazing, like married at first sight unfiltered is this TV show on lifetime that I'm a host of. So I'm very proud of that. I have accomplished a lot of things, but it's tough to get like that scrappiness out of your brain and just relax. You know, like I don't like we have money, like we can, if a disaster happened tomorrow, we could afford that, but I don't know how to chill. And so that's where he's really great because he's so laid back and patient and calm and just like helps me like the yin to my yang, like just helps me chill the F out. Like take a day off. You don't have to be so scrappy all the time. Totally. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. It's almost like these experts sort of knew who you guys really were and what you came from and what you were capable of together and, and saw it before you did. Um, yeah. I, 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 works, and so- obviously a lot of hard work because it didn't yeah. work for everyone. It didn't work for anyone else. So yeah, well, they're, yeah. well now, so it's been seven years and now they're, we're on it's season 12 or 13 couples yeah. that are together. We're on season 12, I think right now, Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. And so there are like 12 couples still together and there are four, I don't know, there's like six babies, like six mm-hmm. children from Married at First Sight relationship. Wow. So oh, that's they're great. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's been a few seasons now and a, f- a few other couples, you know, later on, just from our season, we're the only ones uh, still together. And we were like the first season. But You're like the Trisha of um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> married at first sight. Yes. Oh, Tristan? I love it. Tris- Tristan. Trista. Oh, my gosh. My brain. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to sleep again. Um, Trista and Ryan. You're like the Trista and Ryan. Yes. I was like, as soon as it came out, I'm like, who is Trisha? No, 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 no. I knew exactly what you were saying. And I, t- like anybody who's ever had a baby, your how, your daughter is a month She's old. She's three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Oh, wow. Like, girl, like, give yourself all the grace. You deserve it. And oh, I'd be like, Trisha. She'd be like, call me Trisha. I don't care. <laughs> She's got a handful of kids or something. So I, I bet you she gets it. That's for sure. We're, yeah. um, we're both of you, or obviously you were, but were, were you allowed in the hospital? Um, yeah, what was your for delivery, delivery experience like? With- yeah, I, I was. It was just me. It was so different than the first time around. Yeah. It was only, what, 17 months yeah, ago? Yeah, so we have them close in age. So. Um, yeah, so I, they were really strict six or seven months back with COVID, and then they've they've become a little more lenient. But just me in there, which was totally different, and uh, yeah. scheduled C-section this time around, which was interesting because we we had a c-section the first time but it was after um labor it was an emergency yeah yeah and so hey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
So I think for me, like uh, I was just sort of with the whole pandemic and stuff in LA, it's still like, it's another story. Um, so you guys are in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are so different. Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't even believe how weird it is here, <laughs> but, um, but anyways, no, I was just like, you know what, this time around, it makes so much sense to know who's going to be watching geo when this day is coming so that there's a little bit of, or like, I just needed to feel like a little a bit, I guess, safer, more comfortable with like the whole experience. I didn't want to be gone for too long. Cause last time I labored for like four hours and didn't dilate. So, um, I didn't know what to expect this time. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm phoning a friend. We're calling it a C-section. I'm going to be there at eight. You guys ready? Let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes just to have that structure. Yeah. I like, guess. I'm not even that person. I mean, originally with Geo, I was supposed to do a natural birth in a birth tub. I mean, bathtub. Wow. In a birth tub. It's the same thing. Just so you know. Um, yeah. So we've come, we've come a long way. That's for sure. Just, you know, and, and how are you guys doing with all this? You've got two little ones, right? Yeah. So, well, uh, funny that you say the first one you were going to birth, you know, your baby in a, in a tub, because that's actually how I birthed our second son. Like our, mm-hmm. so I'm a labor. So, you know, I went to school to be a nurse and I studied mm-hmm. labor and delivery. And so when the pandemic hit, I, I was like super pregnant with like, this is this time last year, I was like, you know, nine or sorry, like six months pregnant. And so I'm like, this is when the pandemic is like, like full blown. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was really terrified of COVID. I think we all have been, you know, at one point or another, and there were just like not enough answers at that point. And I was like, well, I've always been a big fan of hospital births because obviously if anything happens, then you have everything there. Also, I studied, uh, um, you know, nursing and like I worked in the hospital. So I just saw all the things, but, um, I opted for a home birth and I did like birth him in a tub of water because I wanted to reduce the, um, I wanted to reduce the, like the amount of people who were around, you know, um, you know, exposure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, stay out of the hospital. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense. I know a lot of people were doing that. I think home births were probably up last year. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And I would have never even considered, but now, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, that I had that opportunity. It was, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I was like, I felt like a, like a wild animal at the very end there, you know, pushing the baby out. I was like, holy moly, this is not real. But like, I was, I just like kept on reminding myself that women have been doing, this is how we came into existence. And also my baby's going through the same thing I'm going through. And that was really like what helped me kind of just like stay with it. And everyone always asks like, would you do a home birth, like unmedicated again, or would you do the hospital? And I think that my answer at first, I was like, I'm, I kind of feel scarred because my son was <laughs> nine pounds, four ounces. Oh, girl. Yeah, he was a big boy. Mm. And I was like, I think I need a second to breathe. Like, I'm yeah. not sure what I, I don't even know if I could have another kid. Like nothing feels okay. <laughs> um, which speaking of that, you're three, three weeks out and you had a C-section. Good for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, all I want to say all this whole entire time is give yourself so much grace because oh you're, you know, you're clearly working still. <laughs> and like, you know, you obviously yeah. just major abdominal surgery. Plus you added a second baby. And I feel like second kids, no one really talks about it or maybe I just didn't hear a whole lot about it but like first baby was was like like a cakewalk like it just was like you know there's two of us so mm-hmm. you bring a baby and there's two of us you know so then we can take care of the baby and god bless single moms I'll just say that right oh now. my gosh right right but then second baby it's like 
then now you have another, you have two living beings who are relying on you and there's only two of us. And <laughs> I don't know if you're nursing or not, but you know, like, and if you're not either way, like it's, it's just rough. So. It's that it's the nursing. And this happened to me the first time with, with Gio, where I was just like, Oh, how do you do anything else? Like, how do you do anything else? I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm three weeks in. I thought, okay, if I get through the first week and I don't get mastitis, I'm a winner. And that was my first, I had mastitis like three times with Gio. And I just, I guess like my issue is as, and I don't mean to say this to like sound like I I, I like overproduce in a way that's not okay for my body. Like it hurts every day. There's everyone seems to think that there's a solution, but it's like, there really isn't when you overproduce, like it's a real bummer. You, it hurts and it's, it's a lot to manage. So anyways, I'm trying to work through that. I'm like, how do I do anything else actually? (laughs) When this is the only thing I'm thinking of, like the pain and the dripping and the, now the feeds and now she has to be awake, which she's not awake because she doesn't want to be awake. And now she has to go to sleep because it's just so much girl. I literally, my heart goes out to you. (laughs) We're like having this chat because I feel like sometimes you just need another girlfriend to be like, girl, I get you and it's okay. And I just want to tell you, I'm like, just give yourself grace because like, and I, but like, what's really funny is I was the same way right after I had also the hormones. Like you, you know, you're not thinking rationally, like (laughs) you're well aware, but your feelings are so they're still there. And so they're valid. Um, I think that like what, I don't know, for myself, like next time I have a baby, I'm literally, I haven't written the note yet, but I'm going to write a note to myself for this exact like time that you're in right now to be like, it's okay if you drop everything. It really is. Like, don't worry about disappointing anybody. Like all that matters right now is you and yeah. your, your baby, your family. And yeah. I know that, like right now that you're, you're like knee deep into it. And so it's hard. I feel like you are also someone who's super driven and just, you know, you're, you don't want to let anyone down. You know, you're, when you make a commitment, you keep it. Um, I just like, can, I can tell literally just by the simple fact that we had this interview planned and you've had a rough day and you're still, you know, you're still doing it. And so, no, but it's important to get that message out. You know, it's important because you are kind of like, I don't know. I I have like kind of an ego about like trying to not bounce back body wise. I can really care less. I didn't work out my entire (laughs) postpartum with Gio. It's not that it's like the bounce back to life. Like you just want to feel yourself again. You want to do the things you're used to doing because you feel like that's going to bring you some sense of normalcy, but it's like the world isn't even normal yet. So I'm still trying to like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, but I know in just a few weeks and, and like you said, it's like, I'm in it now, but it goes by so fast. And at least I know that now I didn't know that with Gio. I was like, oh, this is my life forever. And then by the time I came to grips with it, he was like walking and talking and doing all the cool things. I'm like, this is amazing. So it's just a process. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. All right, guys, let's talk about ascending foods for like one second. I mean, let's talk about them for like a whole minute. Okay, that works. Uh, they're just dropping heaters in the snack food category right now. They're like nothing else on the market, and that's what makes Outstanding Foods so outstanding. We may be a little bit biased. Um, <laughs> Danielle's been a long-time investor. She invested like literally day one. This was five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, because the founders were friends of hers. Um, but honestly, they've just executed so well. They've grown an amazing company, and they just keep dropping some bomb 
bomb plant-based snacks. Well, I mean, literally, I wanted to say this earlier, but it's like what makes it so different is that not only are they ethical vegans running the company, right? Which like, you know how much that means to me, but they care about food. They care about the entire process of making something from like conception to your mouth. Absolutely delicious. Um, yeah. And this new idea with the meal in a bag puffs, like yes, no different. They're so right? good. They literally take, okay. They, they're called what they are for a reason. They are a nutritious, delicious meal in, in snack form in a bag. Correct. Which for all our parents out there, this is an invaluable um, snack for your family because you can give it to your kids knowing that each bag has 21 grams of protein and 30% or more of the iron, calcium, vitamin B12, D and E that you need in your daily diet, which is like crazy. Yeah. So you guys use our code adulting at checkout. Just go to outstandingfoods.com and then just use code adulting at checkout to save 25% off your entire order. You will not regret this. And when you do purchase, please share on social, tag adulting like an MF, tag Andrew and I, tag it outstanding, like spread the word about um, these delicious snacks because they deserve the recognition. And plus they're freaking delicious. All right. That's all. And now back to adulting like a mother father. I after yeah. after watching and being part of the home birth, I realized that I could never complain about anything that first <laughs> ever Yeah. I mean, that was it was it is a miracle. And they say it's a miracle. Like there's just it I don't I, I don't even know how to describe it. Um when you just yeah. I was right next to the tub once she pulled them out. Um it was just yeah, it's amazing. It was wild. That's for sure. But, um, I don't know. I feel like, um, you know, like we, us women, we do what we got to do and we make it happen. And, and honestly Mm -hmm. though, like the biggest thing I would say, even probably now my son is nine months old now. And I still am like that where like, I am trying to make everyone around me happy. I'm still trying to, like you said, bounce back, not my body in any way, shape or form. Cause I'm so comfortable with myself. Thank God. I like have kind of overcome that obstacle because that is definitely an obstacle. And I know that, Oh, hi baby. <laughs> Sorry. He just woke up from a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even know how you guys do it. Do you have two? Oh man. It's a little bit of a juggle. Yeah, we figure we it out. But no, I love that you said that because I think the reason why maybe both of us have come to terms with the body piece is it's like when you become a mom, you forget so much about yourself altogether. So it's not like I I could care less about really anything to do with myself. It's more just the bounce back to life for them. Like, I just want to be with it and tuned in and be able to give them what they need. Um, And that means sacrifice pretty much everything else. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's because of our culture and our society that we are expected almost to like, I mean, we don't even get maternity break really. Like we get what some people only get six weeks. My sister only got six weeks mm. with her first child. And um, this is for like, I know that you and I don't necessarily have the normal nine to five, but like for people, for the majority of the world, like they don't even get a maternity break or, and they don't even get, um, they just don't get support. And like back in the day, let's say a hundred years ago, I mean, women were never expected to, you know, birth their baby and then head back to any sort of work. I mean, you'd have a whole vi- village, like your I mom, they were allowed to aunts. work a hundred years ago. Well, they would work in the house, but like they would have their moms and their aunts and their sisters. And now it's like, we, we are kind of like, 
I don't know, we feel less than if we have, if we ask for help, like we tend to feel less than, and we tend to think that like, we're not good enough. And so, you know, I don't know, like for the note that I would, I want to write to myself, cause I definitely want to have another child. I want to be like, it's okay if you drop everything, like let yourself just be in this moment. And like, if you know, you're feeding your baby all day, then that's, that's work. Like you are working hard mama. Like that's enough, you know? I'm glad you said that. And I, I, I need to probably reiterate that to myself a few times for the rest of the day or the coming weeks even. Um, And I, I appreciate you being so open. I want my, I want our listeners to hear that we have a lot of new parents. I think that are probably tuning in, especially this stage of our life. Like, you know, you like explain your birth and people are along for the ride. And for anyone who's out there, who's, who's pregnant and, and looking at postpartum and not thinking about what postpartum really is, it's different for everyone. But I think the biggest lesson is to really just like put yourself and your baby first and, and, you know, everything else will figure itself out in time. Um, you guys are the best. Um, I want people to listen to your podcast. It brought a lot of peace of mind for me personally, before I even had geos, when I started listening, it's called oh. hot marriage, cool parents with Jamie and Doug. And you can catch Jamie also as the host of married at first sight and filtered on lifetime. And, um, you guys, I'm glad we got to chat. I was gonna say, and, um, Thursday nights were, we're on a show couples cam. So they have oh, cool. of the couples that have stayed together. Together, we have our own little yeah, it's called Married at First Sight Couples Cam. Yeah, it's like spinoff after spinoff for Married at First. You know what, girl? Get it. I am about it. Good for you. Oh, yeah. I actually do fly out to LA often to shoot unfiltered when you know when the COVID is gone. Um, Maybe we need a chat. We need like a a nice little sesh. Yeah, we can (laughs) let the dads hang with the kiddos. Yeah, girls' day. How about that? Uh I love it. all right guys oh my gosh well thank you again for coming on adulting like a mother father we appreciate you guys um and we'll be in touch all right and good luck for you my girl hang in there you're doing so great you really are thanks guys see you guys see ya all right guys we're back here's adulting like a mother father okay we're back Andrew just said, it's okay. I won't be in this episode this week. Oh, it's fine. I'm already out. <laughs> no, you can. No, I want to come back. Okay. So that was, that was an awesome chat and I think you really needed it. And I think, uh, like it's such an overarching thing, but sometimes we just need to feel like we can connect to somebody who understands what we're going through Yep. better than most. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was amazing and they're obviously awesome people and, yeah. and gone through a lot of the same stuff we have. Um, so that was great, but I, I want to come back to our chat mm-hmm. before we had them on, um, because you got a bit emotional and, and I wanted to just tap into that a little bit more. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a a better grip or more understanding on, on maybe like what was going on or what the thoughts are that's sort of prompting you the, to feel the way you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember saying this last time postpartum, like my, like the nursing piece like dictates a lot of like how I feel and today I decided to change her schedule to accommodate this um, session this podcast session and so with that I had to I didn't even think about the adjustment that like my body would go through because even though it's only an hour difference like my body's creating well my body's been creating milk for her these past three weeks at a certain time and I think like 
the fact that I stepped away an hour difference and switched the schedule starting today, like definitely affects like that feeling. I remember, I remember feeling this way, like anytime I was away from Gio and I had to miss a feed and the fact that I couldn't like nurse him myself gave me anxiety. So I think that was just the feeling of like, I just feel like she needs to be on me right now and I'm not, I'm literally 10 feet away, but still, I don't know. I think that had to do with it. I think the fact that like, I probably hadn't like talked to you about how I was feeling and then the expectations around work, um, are starting to, to come around and I just sort of hit the wall. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hit my threshold. Yeah. I get it. Do you? <laughs> I, yeah, I try, I try my best to, I think the one thing that's challenging for me, uh, is like hearing about it for the first time on the podcast. Yeah. Well, and I know that that's like, that's just part of us keeping it 100. No, no, it's not even that. It was just the circumstances. I was literally oh. in the bedroom for X amount of hours. You were with Gio at one point outside and yeah. then time just, it all came to a head where we were like, Oh, we got to jump on the, on the we got to do the podcast. And then I felt this pressure because we couldn't get the ad right. (laughs) And then it all sort of just like came to a head and I didn't, I didn't know that it was even like right there. I didn't know my emotions were at that point quite yet until I realized throw a little pressure, a little time and then switching the schedule. And like, I don't know, all of it just affected me. I get it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, there's just a lot going on right now. You know, and uh, our windows are short. It's that life is good, but there's just a lot of responsibility and like your free time is very limited. Like you feel there are a lot of demands pushing and pulling. And then the windows that we have to get things done are pretty small. So if like you're not super efficient, yes, then it becomes stressful because yes. all you know is like this is one more thing I got to take off the list. But also like this is far from the most important things that I should be doing right now. It's so that word efficiency was like all I kept thinking of the last, like, I don't know, few days is just knowing how efficient I have to be. And we have to be with our time. Um, because ultimately like, I don't want to be a slave to really anything. I want to have flexibility and I want to be able to enjoy more of life. Like I can't wait to, to do anything outside of this house and like visit. And like, I oh, certainly don't, I, maybe that's the distraction that I need. Maybe I'm hyper-focused on things because there's not really out anything outside of this to like take me out of our world. You know, maybe I need to be thrown for a loop a little bit. Yeah. I think maybe I, you need to whisk me away and, and we need to get out of here. Where are we going to go? I'm not sure because if we're away from the house and she's not on schedule and Gio's not in his bed and his oh hatch isn't God, working and the lights that. aren't out. And the <laughs> no, look, um, so, so first time around we were kind of out and about with Gio like early on and honestly it was just like dumb on our part. Yeah. I don't think dumb. we knew enough. Um, and Gio ended up getting sick. Long story short, like that spooked the hell out of us. Like we were, we've been so scared about Gio getting sick after that, and then with Ivory coming into the world, it's like the last thing we wanted to do was take any chances whatsoever. And like with unknowns about COVID and, and like child safety, you just like we didn't want to do anything that we weren't supposed to do. So we put ourselves basically on lockdown for 30 days mm-hmm. at the house because the first 30 days is, is the most important. And if a kid gets sick within the 30 days, it can be way more intense and traumatic than it would be outside of that window. So that's when Gio got sick, he was 28 days old and had he had been 30 or 31 days, they would have, they wouldn't have had to do the entire workup, which is like what was so traumatic. Yeah. 28 days. He got a catheter, a spinal tap, blood work, spinal tap, IVs, 
IVs. Multiple fluids and antibiotics because they treat you for the worst case scenario, even though it could just be like a cold. Yep. Yeah, they just didn't know what it was. So they were like, we're going to treat you for everything. And then they ran tests for days and days. And at that point, COVID wasn't really a thing, or at least we didn't know of it. It was back in October of 2019. But they did those quote unquote, like nasal swab and nothing. No, they did the viral panel, but it wouldn't have tested for that. No, but then they also did the nasal swab, which I'm saying is the the way that they test for COVID now, but they weren't testing for COVID then. So for all we know, who really knows what he had? Yeah. So long story short, we're just playing it safe with her, but we're coming up on 30 days. We're at what? 21, 22, 22, 23. I don't know. Doesn't matter. We're close. Okay. We're close. And that's all that matters. So we're close and it's like less, COVID things I'm sure across the country are, are, are opening up slowly and, and like everybody's being a bit more lenient. Um, but I don't know if anybody needs to hear this. Like I know personally I've been struggling mentally. I think we've been doing this for too long. I, I miss connecting with people. I miss like being out in the world and doing things and it just feels so mundane around here. I wake up plenty of days going like, what's the point? And it's a little harder to, pick the left foot up and put in front of the right or the other way around. However, the rap Maybe is. that's why our rap isn't done. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I just need a change and yeah. it's like clear as day for me. And so, um, you know, regardless of COVID, I think it comes down to mental health in, at, at some capacity. Right. And it's like, you got to do what's going to help you like take the next step and, and get along. Cause I feel like we're just, yeah, we're getting by barely. Yeah. And like I said, we just need distraction because I think each one of us, and I'm not even that type, like I can hyper-focus on the kids and the routine, which is mind-boggling to me because I'm not that way in my own for my own personal self. But And then you can hyper-focus on like health and mental health and well-being and like things yeah. like that. And I, I just think we both need to be like trees, like deep-rooted, pulled up, and like replanted somewhere else for a period of time <laughs> just to get a different perspective on life and like be around new people and new energy. And Yeah, I mean, I think it's so simple for me. It's just like I just need to change a pace. Like I yeah. can't do the same thing all the time. Yeah, I'm with you. You know? I'm with you. So coming up on 30 days, we're going to get out of here. I don't care if it's as simple as like just drive out to the beach walk around or like go see some family again. Cause we haven't even done that no, because yeah. of ivory. So, so yeah, we're going to switch things up. We're going to make it more interesting, more fun. We're going to get back in a better space. Yep. Everybody's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch on all the questions and emails you guys sent us. That is going to be an episode coming soon. Um, but I appreciate you guys being patient with that. Cause obviously I, I guess I needed a moment and, um, and hopefully you, you hung in there with us to the end. <laughs> so for everyone listening, we, we really do value your support. If you want to leave us a review or rate us five stars on podcasts, on Apple podcasts, um, only if it's five stars, of course, no, I'm kidding, but I would love to, to hear from you that way and follow us on Instagram and we'll see you next week. Right. I think so. Okay. Talk to you then. <laughs> oh my God, my brain. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.